Washington. WSB's Jamie Dupree is on every day with Herman Kane. 1106 AM every day. Sponsored by Charter Communications on News 955 and AM 750. WSB. We are a Shucky Ducky of the man. Aw, Shucky Ducky was a way for me to say I am thrilled to be here. Why not just say that? Herman Cain. Herman Cain. Solutions for a better America. This is your host, Herman Cain. Thank you for joining us. Because you know, we're going to tell you the truth. Give you the facts. Because we want you to be informed and inspired to help make this a better America. Breaking news, breaking news every day with Herman Cain and the most connected man in Washington, Jamie Dupree. Hello, Jamie. Hello, Jamie. Hello, Herman. I'm here. The field is set, the stage is set, rather, for tomorrow night. Yes, it certainly is, and I think we were pretty much right on in uh, figuring out who would get in as Rick Perry was pushed out to number 11. John Kasich, the governor of Ohio, who just got in the race two weeks ago, edged in at number 10, along with Chris Christie at 9. So uh, the, the top 10 are set for the main stage at 9 o'clock on Thursday night. You'll have the earlier forum four hours before that with sort of the others, Rick Perry, Carly Fiorina, Bobby Jindal, Rick Santorum, Lindsey Graham, and others. You know, realistically, actually, I have to say, Herman, a little aside, I'm really happy that it's uh, that the the winnowing, in a sense, the dividing of this field was first done by Fox News and not by, like, say, NBC or CBS or right. something like that. Yeah. Because if anybody wants to complain about, you know, sort of an an A team and a B team, it wasn't done by quote unquote the mainstream media. Uh, the next debate in September will have a similar kind of thing. I think CNN will do. So we'll see if any of this changes. But certainly, it's uh, you know there's so many different things going on here. But for me, the biggest thing obviously is just time. I mean, yeah. there's 120 minutes. Yep. Well, you got to take some of that out because there'll be commercial breaks. You got to take some of that out because there'll be introing and outroing. So let's just say you've got 110 minutes. Well, that's only 11 minutes per person. And you and I both know that somebody will go over the time allotment. You know, some time will get lost here and there. So maybe you got 10 minutes per person. Well, that's not very much when you get down to it, and it's in a fractured kind of way over a two-hour period. So I'm sure that each candidate will try to focus on things they want to say and then hopefully get a question or two that they really want to talk about and go from there. The subplot here is Donald Trump. Now, let's just say let's just say Trump wasn't here, and uh, the subplot would be Jeb Bush because he would probably be in the lead. Well, so right. it's the same kind of thing. Will people go after Trump? Will he go after anyone? He said this morning he wants a civil debate. The other thing is, you know, he's never really been in something like this before, and I'm sure even you who had spoken publicly many, many times in your career, you had to have a few butterflies the first time you went on the stage four years ago in one of these debates. Uh, you know, you're thinking about all the things that your people have told you to do and not to do. You're trying to figure out whether you can get in, you know, and, and talk about your items. And it's that unscripted moment that you always wonder about, not only as a reporter, but also a candidate and a campaign operative. And we'll see if we have any of those tomorrow. Are you going to be at the forum also, yes. the 5 o'clock thing? Yes. Where is it going to be? The same place? I believe in the same place, yeah. And, okay. And so, look, uh, those those candidates, then they'll get a few hours in the spotlight. But realistically, once they're done, 
everybody's going to turn their attention to the big debate and right. the main stage. And there's nothing you can do about it. I mean, personally, I think 10 candidates is way too many yeah. uh, for, for a good debate. You're just not going to get that. But I don't know how else you do it or, or what you do and anything like that. It, it makes it very difficult. And certainly uh, what Fox, CNN, and other networks do, I, I'm not sure there's any better options. But we'll see whether or not this starts to winnow the field. I think back to four years ago, and I remember one of the early debates was up at St. Anselm's College in Manchester, New Hampshire. Right. And I always remember Tim Pawlenty had it served up on a platter for him to take after Mitt Romney on Romney's own health care plan for Massachusetts. Yeah. And Pawlenty decided not to. And I remember us all sort of looking at each other in the in the uh, the news uh, in the media room and sort of thinking, yeah, that's it. And you know, he was he really went down after that. And so you never know; there might be somebody whose fortunes do get decided tomorrow night in this very first debate. I remember one of the debates we had nine candidates up there, and you could feel how the amount of time you actually had had gotten smaller sure. versus when we only had seven up there. Oh, yeah. And so now you got ten, and you're right. I, I agree with you. They're only going to get, realistically, if it is evenly dispersed, about nine to ten minutes each, yeah. if, if, you know, if that much. And that, makes, I, and that makes it hard. It makes it very difficult, very difficult. You, you really have to be on what I call your soundbite toes yep. because that's all you can do in a minute. We had Dr. Ben Carson on earlier in the previous hour, and he said that, they get a minute to answer each question. And similar to what they did four years ago, if your name is mentioned in somebody's response, you, you get, get a 30-second 30, you know, 30 yeah. rebuttal, 30-second reply. Well, that starts eating up time if yes, you do that. Yes, it starts eating up time. And that's why every time that happens, it takes away from that Absolutely. mythical 10 minutes that you thought you were Somebody's going to get screwed out of their 10 minutes, I'll yeah. guarantee you. There'll be somebody who'll keep a clock on everybody. Oh, yeah. And there'll be someone who gets like 12. And someone who gets about eight, I bet, you know, and that's just the way it's going to work out. Well, I remember, do I remember correctly, uh, didn't you uh, complain publicly at one of the debates four years ago about how you felt like you weren't getting enough time? Did that happen, or is it somebody else? Uh, I don't recall complaining. Maybe maybe there might have been somebody I who said, hey, don't forget about me, or something oh, like that. Oh, that was the guy from uh, uh, from New Mexico, Gary. Oh, that's right. Okay. He was the one who publicly could complain. Yeah. I'm not a complainer. And so, you know, <laughs> I, I think that it's one of those things that it's, it's A, it's not an easy situation. Right. B, there's too many people. But everybody's got to try to to get their message out. It's a chance to speak not just to a small group in Iowa or a small group in New Hampshire. This is going nationwide. And if you can get that one electric moment, you might be the guy that's replayed over and over again on the yeah. news on Friday uh, morning and for many months to come. And that's why I think somebody will be ready to, uh, to, to try to jump out. Do they get that opportunity? That's a whole other issue. Well, see, you're absolutely right. And the, the people who are trying to go in with a magical moment that's prescripted probably it's not happen. gonna work yeah it doesn't happen I you mean, might have some things you probably want to have yes. some things at the ready just in case but most of the yes. time those memorable moments oh, just yeah. happen they are they, they, they are they're spontaneous yep they are spontaneous and I think that that's where uh, you know in all honesty that's where Trump has an advantage because he's not trying to be he won't be scripted in this yep. sort of thing on the other hand if he goes off script with something that yep. doesn't work and there always is that possibility then things could boomerang the other way. So we'll see. We'll see whether or not anybody wants to really take him on and really push hard on it. Or do we have one of those debates where everybody sort of just says, okay, I'm just going to say my stuff and move on from there. Now, Kasich and 
Kasich and Christie both made it, yep. but they were both doing some advertising leading up to this point in time. Now, do you have any idea how much they spent on advertising? Uh, I don't know, but uh, you're right. Both their, the outside groups and their own campaign uh, ran ads in New Hampshire. But remember, these are national polls that were used. So even though they're right. running ads in New right. Hampshire, it's that's not going to have a gargantuan effect then on the national polls. Uh, the, the one thing still as you look at it is Trump uh, is far ahead of Bush and Walker, and then everybody else is down in single digits. So there's a lot of people that have been pressed downward by Donald Trump, whereas Jeb Bush and Scott Walker, while they've lost some points, they're still up there very, very strong in this race. And I still think it's, uh, you know, Scott Walker is one that a lot of people don't know, and a lot of people are not familiar with him, and it's right. a real opportunity for him as well. President Obama is going to give another speech in support of the Iran nuclear deal. Yeah, he's just across town right now, in fact, getting ready to give that at American University, which is here in D.C. It's a, it's another speech, another effort in what's really, uh, um, uh, you know, coming up to a PR blitz out of the White House in recent days in support of the nuclear agreement. We had a number of Democrats on Monday in the Congress come out in favor, a number of Democrats yesterday in the Senate come out in favor of the deal. When I was noting, Herman, each one of those announcements was getting trumpeted by uh, the White House on social media and more. The, the bottom line is this. I think there will be a majority against the agreement in the House and Senate. But again, remember how this is all structured. You're going to need a two-thirds supermajority in both the House and the Senate. And it just seems unlikely at this point in time. Now, could that change? Of course it could change. There is always the possibility of something like that changing as we move on. And uh, that's why I think that uh, the White House has decided to go on the offensive right now, because if they sat back and did nothing and just sort of said, hey, we're fine, you never know. Things might spiral out of control against it. Now, I think that the Democrats who are going to support the deal are jeopardizing their reelection. And, you know, you know, some senators I don't recall offhand which ones are up for re-election, but as you know, the members of Congress, they have to run every two years. Just like a lot of people walk the plank uh, relative to Obamacare, I think a lot of people are going to take, take a hit by doing this because the majority of the public, they don't like this deal. Yeah, it's, uh, I, I'm, I'm not sold on that point as yet. I fully understand what you're saying. It depends, I think, on what happens with the deal. If we, if it goes through and it goes into effect, and then we spend, say, the next 12 months with story after story about, oh, the Iranians are supposedly violating this, or international weapons inspectors have not been allowed to see X and Y, then it could be a big deal. You're absolutely right. But if it just sort of fades away and is just not really on the tip of the tongue, then I think it's more of part of the Republican talking points against a Democrat so that they can rattle off. But we'll see whether or not. I mean, I think there's been a number of issues of late in which people said, oh, this will really be up there, like the, the change in Cuba on U.S. policy there. You know, that's, it's been up there, but I'm not sure it's a major factor other than maybe in Florida. But certainly look for Republicans to use this against any Democrat who's running for re-election who supports the president on this. And the email scandal, they, the media is trying to ignore that a little bit. And Hillary Clinton is hoping that it just goes away. I don't know the media is trying to ignore that when I read about it in yeah. the Washington Post and the New York Times every couple days. So the FBI is now investigating yeah. to see what's going on with that. And, you know, I, again, I'm not sure that uh, they're going to, quote, unquote, get Hillary on anything. But it's this constant drip, drip, drip that this story just doesn't seem to go away. And it feeds into that broader narrative of trust 
in Hillary Clinton. And we've certainly seen a number of polls raise questions about that trust factor among the voters. So what didn't Hannity like about your review of uh, the possibility of a government shutdown, and what was your position on that? Well, I just say, uh, again, you know, on Planned Parenthood, for example, there are some that say that the, the GOP should force a government shutdown showdown over defunding Planned Parenthood. And my read, again, from the halls of Congress is right now, while, almost, uh, while pretty much almost every Republican is against the idea of federal dollars going to Planned Parenthood, there's not as many taking that next step to say, you know what, let's shut down the government. And I think it's, again, a reminder that there are a lot of people outspoken like Ted Cruz, like some of the Tea Party guys in the House who want to go to the mat, but the GOP leadership, and I would say pretty much a clear majority of Republicans in the House, they differ on those tactics, and that's a fight I think we're going to continue to see. I personally think that there are some bigger ones to go to the mat on and shut down the government. Not that this isn't important. I don't agree with what Planned Parenthood is doing. I don't agree with government funding of Planned Parenthood. But if you're going to shut down the government, it ought to be a little bit bigger than than $500 million. And again, see, that's a difference not in what you believe. It's a difference only in strategy and tactics. And I yes. think that's the biggest thing right now. You got it. Well, thanks a lot, Jamie. See you in Cleveland, Herman. Yep. You're listening to the Herman Cain Show. Breaking news, experience, and insight. Herman Cain brings it to you every day. On the radio and at HermanCain.com. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.